On this episode of the Off The Bit Podcast, we have an interview with recent Wagga Town Plate winning trainer and all-round legend Joe Cleary. We have uh, NRL review as we do. We have racing news. We'll cover a lot of that. We have a brand new segment uh, called Hey Brenton and winners and losers. Let's go. The views and opinions put forth in this podcast by Yellowman and Roy's Reese are our views and our views alone. There's no room here for scathing attacks on the information we provide or the bullshit that manifests. We take a lot harder walk through the vast yawning chasm that is racing and sport and life. And if you don't like it, well, free free to jog on. That's your man, Yellow Man. I'm your boy, Rosales Reese. This is the Offbit Podcast, and we prefer our listeners. Shake it, not scared. Not scared. Mic check, mic check, miggity, miggity, mic, one, two, one, two. Welcome back to the Off The Bit Podcast. We're at episode nine. Man, this mic gets checked a lot, doesn't it? Mic, mic check. Like I was saying, why don't they never go to three? Why don't they go mic check, one, two, three? Why is it one, two, one, two? Anyway, it probably sounds better the year. Um, this is the Off The Bit Podcast. Episode Here nine. We uh, yeah. We've got a great show. Uh, we just got off the phone with Joe Cleary, had a... Had a Really entertaining interview, both uh, because he's just a character. <laughs> he's a funny bloke, isn't yeah. He? And because we, we've finally, people have finally realised that we're not uh, governed by any sanctions or sponsors, so you can actually say fuck on this thing, and he just embraced that without even prompting, which is m- my favourite thing about the guy. Uh, he um, look, he will listen to it and just shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> he um, he had a he had a great he had a great uh, interview with us. Uh, a gr- good insight to the man as well. Good bloke, good trainer. Yep. Uh, we've got some uh, we got some racing news. We've got uh, some segments, as we mentioned at the top. Got a good fun segment. So we've got a segment coming up called Hey Brenton. We'll leave it at that. Yep. And uh, we've got our normal segments. We've got the NRL with Hubie Brown. Uh, let's start off uh, racing news and you bum, bum, cheating bum. motherfucker. Robert Smerton, gone. Aquanita, the whole thing burst the bubble. Um, just ridiculous to even think that they could get away with it for a start. And uh, hopefully this is the turning curve where you, you just cannot administer race day drugs to horses. Like, w- when will they get it, Rolls Reese? I don't know. Pull my hair out. This isn't fucking Russia. It's not Russia, yeah, exactly. You know, be cheating over here. Yeah. You know who's uh, rushing to the unemployment line, though? <laughs> Smerton? <laughs> You love that? <laughs> He'd be Russian. <laughs> He'd be Russian. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, punny as always. No, I'm fucking off it. Nobody likes to cheat, especially in Australia. Prove that with our, our uh, cricket stars, mate. Yep. Um, yeah, there, there's, there, that's the thing now. Anyone that wants to tamper with anything, uh, I think the fact that Smerden got the life ban was, was poignant because he did seem to well, – we, we spoke on a, about this uh, two or three episodes ago where I thought that Robert Smerden was just that old that he didn't understand that text messages can actually be saved and <laughs> fucking used against him. Like he just pick up a phone and just like throw it in the bin and go, ooh, got rid of that. It ain't a carrier pigeon, oh, I, mate. Yeah, I threw it in the water. We got rid of it. We're fucking clean. They won't they, – they'll never get – It's like Pineapple Express when he chucked <laughs> yeah, it in yeah. the <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Fucking Except got him. He wasn't high. Inspe- was old it? Inspector Gadget dude looking motherfucker. That's, that's, uh, I, I, hopefully, hopefully they get to a point where they eradicate all of them, especially those ones that are administer- administering it so blatantly, like day of. And, you know, like, oh, obviously there's, there's che- cheats everywhere. Rolls Reese in every form of there, life. There, there sure is. The thing that has annoyed me the most is that, yeah, there are other people involved, but it really trickles down the line. And, and for me, 
though the buck doesn't stop with him, the buck starts with him. He he's obviously planted the idea of cheating and and then it's yep. worked his way through and, and it's gone down to even stable hands that that are administering this shit and Yeah, and, and the know. and the fact that he's been, you know, like uh, this is what uh, this is what this is what kind of gets me when when they're they're caught like this and then they start going oh look I've been in racing forty years and the more you say that you've been in racing the more people will go like well how long have you been doing it for then yeah you've been cheating for forty odd you years then because it's not just something that you just pick up late because he's a very well respected trainer and I had a, I I loved his post and pre race interviews he's very intellectual very good horseman and always sort of picked apart so they're not races. smart well, enough to get away with it or, or not smart just, enough to clean on t- technology yeah. will go and fuck him up you know he, he should these next gen people probably he probably could have snapchatted and probably would have got away with it <laughs> or, or wicker <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what we'd be using what, these days what, whatsapp mm. uh, yeah, yeah so, and this is what about this was Reese, when they said that uh, uh, in, the, in the case there they were saying that the the, the the referred to term was top ups, which was the texted form to uh, the foreman and to the people that were administering it from Smurden. It was um, do does such and such. That's the keyword. Need a top up, yeah. So then they tried to say, oh, it wasn't. We weren't talking about like administering drugs. We were talking about <laughs> just giving some food and water. Well, listen, if it's forty five minutes before a race, giving a horse food and water is still tampering with them. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, yeah. like, I don't know where the – I think the prosecution were basically like, fucking hell, how do we get away with this? How do we word our way in? All the prosecution's going, I've been at 3 a.m. in the morning, had to text my cocaine dealer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. We've all well, – oh, nearly – oh, nearly – I nearly put my – nearly put myself in it. St- stand out on your own there, okay? That's why we're um, – you know, we're cartoon versions of ourselves. We are. Yeah. Oh, that would never be me saying that, ever. Hmm. That's Smurden's gun. That's the life band. That's a, that's a big news to take out of it. We can take some actual racing news now. We got the Scone Carnival just finished. Uh, Doombin ten thousand, and we can finally. I don't know what that was, but that's me cheering. <laughs> okay, I'm more worried about the dance moves that come with that. That was scary. English man. fucking got over. Yeah. Back to the future. Yeah, it's finally like, one over. You, and and I know a lot of you out there are going to go talk your shit. You gave it back in the uh, the Randwick Carnival. No, I think if we go back and quote what I said, it was the Autumn Carnival. This is part of the Queensland Autumn Carnival. She's come over. She's taken Still the biscuit, autumn. got the meat pie, fucking cheerio. The only thing I'm pissed off was that I wasn't on her. So if, if, anyone's, just, <laughs> if anyone's just joined us, uh, we uh, have a segment that we were spor- sporadically used with all of our segments. And one was Back to the Future, where we will give a tip to Back in the Future. Rolls Reese's was English. You did say it to win the TJ Smith, so you're about two months too fucking late. But no, no, I also went went further and said uh, the Autumn Carnival. I think the week before, I'm going to be selective here and, and put myself back up on top. Okay, I think it's <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit bit of a reach. But hey, look, uh, if, for the fact that English can get back, Red Zell, what the fuck, wagon wheels fall off wagon, mate. Handbrake, just absolute handbrake. He looked to be pulling. What? What? My biggest fucking blowout was was <laughs> doing a Hubie Brown. He got yeah. me so fucking fired up and started stuttering. Mm. Um, Hudson, yeah, what the actual fuck. Just that's what happens when burnt out horses. This is probably a testament to uh, uh, Gay and Body's training methods. That uh, she's a cantankerous filly, English, and was looking on that scary uh, flat mare stage. Uh, Year and a half, two years ago, and to get back onto the big stage, and Tim Clark is riding like an absolute man. Tim Clark is, is good to good for him to uh, stand up and claim that as well. Um, Didn't he? Was he, he elated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, 
a lot of the time you don't seem show too much mo- uh, emotion. You'll, no, he'll be happy. He does a really nice interview. Yeah, shows a lot of personality, but you don't see him give that big. I think fuck, because he's fuck yeah, because he's so short. I don't think he just wants, <laughs> you just he don't see. He doesn't it. have the energy. Yeah, he just uh, there's he depleted little energy, the little fella. But uh, rap for him, uh, he had a great. He's had a great uh, two or three weeks as well on the button, riding in great form. Oh, uh, another thing we we can bring up is uh, J Mac. Yeah, J Mac back this week. J Mac comes back. As of tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah a few rides. Um, uh, just, just, it's going to be one of those ones where you watch him uh, very closely, don't you? It's, it's a long time off and, and especially done with something that was so publicly known and uh, he's, a, he's a consummate professional. I, I think that the, the one thing that's going to be sad with him is he has to give up his burgeoning, uh, his uh, golf career. Unfortunately, he has to put <laughs> that to the side and, and knuckle down, but I can't wait. He's a brilliant rider. Jeez, he's aerodynamic. Such a good rider. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes back. And uh, a question I have is, is he going to have that confidence sitting right there to attack it and go for those go for those holes? Or is he going to be a little conservative on his first few rides until he finds his form again? You got to get your eye in with anything, I think, yeah. especially with the top top level athletes. Uh, uh, you know, when you have, uh, I know myself. You know, when I played for the uh, Dapto Under Seventeens uh, Rugby you, League team, you were Canary. I, no, I'm just, just Dapto I'm, Canary, man. I was a Dapto Canary. Oh yeah, oh, I sure was under Seventeens. Under uh, yeah, Seventeens, eighteen. Yeah. There's no Seventeens, straight up to eighteens. I remember I lost my license. I couldn't drive, so I couldn't play for a good six months. And I come back, mm-hmm. and I was just never the same. You know, it took me a little bit to blood in me. You know, get the uh, that uh, race day shit back into me. So I, I think um, adrenaline, adrenaline when you're when you're riding in races, adrenaline takes over a lot. Your you, your thinking mechanisms uh, completely um, turn back around. Your spider senses come out. So I'm sure he's never lost that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I'm sure he'll just be keen to kick out of his first winner. I can imagine going past the post, feeling better than he ever has, especially having something like thirty uh, odd Group One winners at such a young age. I'm sure kicking on this winner will be one of his most important in his yeah, career. So we'll be uh, cheering for him and we'll have him on the show because he's an absolute legend, the guy. Um, I'm covering, that's covered race news. Oh, we got some actually breaking news. Sports related. Off the press or off the... Hot off the press. Hot off the phone. As we go to print here at Off The Bit Podcast, we just got news that everyone will know by the time this comes out, but Cameron Smith has just stood down Rolls-Royce from representative football from State of Origin indefinitely in just a big soup move. And we're talking about not not after this series, this series. He will not be playing. Yeah, toys out of the cot. Just got a suspension. Now, I'm thinking like you might be thinking that maybe they're all those old heads, Cronk, Slater, Smith got together and they're like, you know what? We're old as fuck, and I think we're going to get pantsed here. So how about we just bow out gracefully instead of being the Queensland team that gets beat? Nah, it's not bowing out gracefully. Um, it's a it's it, a it's, it's a sook move. It, it's gone right to the line. You're about to race, and then you look at that other dude in, the, in his flashy shoes, and you're about to go for your run, and then you go, nah, yeah, nah, nah not today, nah, bud. Nah, nah, yeah, you yeah, shit nah. yourself. Yeah, no, nah. uh, no, I got a call. Got to got to take this call. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Sooks. Yeah, so um, that's that's our little bit of a sport news. Anyway, um, no one give a shit by the time that comes out. I'm sure there'll be four thousand. <sighs> Man, I, just, oh. I, I don't know Ooh. what happened there. Ooh. I don't know what that was. Ooh. I think I was gonna. I thought I was gonna hiccup, and then I actually thought I was gonna pass out. No, yeah. I come back. Interesting. Oh, yeah, it'll be cool. right. Well, maybe we'll pass it over to Hubie to take it up while you gather your thoughts. No, we'll no, we'll go to the interview with Joe Cleary. But thanks for jumping in. Sure. Yep. Do that. Here's Joe Cleary. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. Okay, we have recent winner of the Wagga Town Plate 
and legendary country trainer Joe Cleary joining us. Joe, welcome to Off the Bit, mate. How are you? Very well, Casey. Hello, Reese. How are you, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? We're fantastic. Very, very well, mate. Just uh, keeping the dream alive. A lot better. <laughs> a lot better for having you on, mate. Um, let's touch on it. We'll start with uh, a great sort of week for you. Cool ring. Um, this is our, our, our angle we want to take with you is that, that you have, are now being synonymous with uh, rehabbing and or uh, having a little bit of a, a niche for horses that look like they're at the end of their tether in the Sydney ranks and they send it down to you. Now, uh, uh, this happened before with Landlocked, but uh, Cool Ring is the most recent one. It was a great win in the town plate for you. Great ride, Kathy O'Hara. Caught a bit deep, but uh, what, what is it, Joe? Where, where do we come from? How, how are you able to eke this uh, talent out of these horses at their latter stages of their career? Well, basically, mate, you know, we've had thrown the noise into the previous trainers. Uh, they've come from big stables, and they, they just become a number on the convey belt as far as I'm concerned, where I've got a pretty much what you call a boutique stable. I don't have any more than about 15 horses in work. Yeah. Um, I was a, I was approached by the manager of Cool Ring in January, a guy named Peter Chudley up at the Magic Means, and um, we went out a few schooners at the Carabao Surf Club. We said, Joe, would you be interested in taking Cool Ring? I said, he was like taking a fucking plastic knife to a gunfight. I said, he's in all sorts. <laughs> I said, he's getting better furlong. Every, every winter in, he's getting better furlong. But I had a look at his benchmark. And I said, give me 24 hours. I'll have a think about it. And um, basically, I had a look at his benchmark. And I thought, National Sprint Town Plate. The next day we go to the sales, he's talking to Matthew Dunn. And I said, I'll take that horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, what's your plan, Joey? I said, mate. I'll go the National Sprint, I'll go the Wagga Town Plate, and then we'll press into the to the Winter Carnival in Brisbane if he aims up. I said, if the old boy's had enough, I said, we put the queue in the rack, he'll make a beautiful work at the course. Yeah. But when he arrived, he was a sad horse. He was a very sad horse. Yeah. And um, we just went back to nature with him. We took him on long bush walks, 40, 50-minute walks, good green flush through his body, like good, good long picks, and, and just took him back, mate, got him an ulcer guard and just bled him, took about eight or nine litres of blood out of him yeah. and, and just started again. And next minute you see... Yeah, he just started to blossom, and you think, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have something on this horse for National Sprint. I still thought he won, and I carried on like G Hall or yeah. G Boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm there, high five my wife, and yep. put my tongue down her fucking throat, and <laughs> the bottom line is we got beat. And um, and I said, right, I'll give him a couple of weeks off, a couple of weeks off, and then straight get him ready for the town plate, and, and away we went the rest of his history. It was a gun ride by Cash, got him a bit of cover. Yep. And um, yeah, away we go. He leaves here, I'm still in Queenbian as we speak, and um, he'll leave here on. Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, sorry, and off to the sunny Gold Coast we go. I, I can tell you one thing, just a uh, personal first hand. Uh, I actually was writing work for Bjorn while he was there, mate, um, and I could not believe the turnaround. Like you, exactly right. I, I just think uh, he was uh, uh, just on the conveyor belt there, and he, he never seemed to, to to show any initiative to to want to grow a, a length or two like you've put on him. Uh, just take us through that run, so. Uh, his sectional was that his last 600 was pretty soft, hey, 35.4. Um, uh, and a lot of horses were wilting. Uh, what do you put that down to? Do you, do you attribute the fact that she come wide or how did the track play? Well, it was very leaderish. The track was leaderish. And I said to Kathy, we can't break the pattern. Like we, we rode him off to speed in the national sprint. And I said, if we get it wrong, we get it wrong. You know, we cop it on the chin, fair bump, move on. But, I didn't want to burn the candle at both ends because I knew I had the horse spot on. He galloped the previous Friday morning with Lucy Rose, yep. and they run only they run only 21.98. Now, you did, the horses don't do that. Their last two films are Queenie. Yep. And I said, he'll win. Then he drew 17. And I said, he can't win. So I, I <laughs> threw the toys out the kite, and I said, he's no way. Yeah. But then we reassessed, and I said, look, let's not change the pattern. Let's just do this. And he was that horse, and he just was drawing away on the line. And he's had weight relief. He hasn't had weight relief 
away from yes. the time the old horse. Yep. And that's what he needed. So, um, but anyway, he heads to, he'll race at Durban on Saturday week and then um, I line her and into the grass. Yes, and maybe home for either a morning and then we'll reassess. But um, great. lovely old horse to have around the place, mate. And it's always, um, you know, it's great for the staff as well when you get an old horse like this and you turn it around. There's a good yeah. vibe around the stables, you know. Everyone's happy and happy horses. Everyone's, you know, they get work properly. Everything seems to it just it's just a throw a flow for a flow effect. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, happy days, happy days. Yeah, mate. Sounds like uh, my mum should have sent me down to you in my teenage years. Sort me out. No, I'll probably need a golden. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that would have sorted you out. Yeah, mate. That 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 would have sorted everything. Would have been the end of you, I think, Reece. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Wagga Carnival, mate. It's been an absolute gem to you over the years since about 2015. How how do you feel about that carnival just in general? Because we we were crowing it in last week. Just how good is country racing and 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 especially that that Wagga Cup. It's probably one of the highlights of, of the year and my year as well. How how do you feel about it? Well, getting back to 2015 when I had landlocked, oh, that was a – I spoke to Claire Bird and Jerry Harvey and I said, look, I, I want him to peak on Walker Cup Day. And along the way, we won a few country cups along the way. And um, he was another horse. He was retired. Landlock was retired. He was in a paddock at Barham. start and I received a text message from Claire Bird to give him a go. And when he arrived, he just wanted to be here. He was a, a little nugget of Zabil. And, and uh, I was in another stable at the time. We just had a couple little paddocks to the side. And he, he basically was trained out of a paddock. And I think I won eight or nine races with him and about a quarter of a million bucks. And um, now he, he was a horse that was on the scrap heap as well. But he just got to this country environment. And there's a – like, go out the back paddock chasing kangaroos on him. And they, they just come back and they're not flare and their tails up. They think yep. they're two-year-old colts, you know. They're, they're about to have a ride. A new lease of life. Um, new lease of life. And it is it, bang, is bang, it the bang. freshness of the place as well? Because I think that sort of perks anyone up, just the, the, the bitterness of the winter you get there because you seem to have them peaking ah. over this time. So you reckon they just it sort of get down there and it just – It does toughen them up. Yeah. It does toughen them up. It hasn't helped the Canberra Raiders or the Brumbies this year. They oh, mate. Yet, so. Jeez. <laughs> but, um, it does toughen them up. But at the end of the day um, – yeah, just with landlocked, and, and it's a it's it's a it's a it's a carnival where everyone wants to go to and everyone wants to win. So yep. I've been fortunate enough to win a couple of town plates. Dad's won a town plate. I've been fortunate enough to win a Wagga Cup. Yep. Um, we've won Guineas races there, like, and it's a good vibe. It's a good couple of days. Let, over there. Let's not let's not be remiss. Party. Let's not be remiss of the fact that it's a great piss up for two days as well. We'll add that. It is. It yep. is, mate. It well, is. That's it's the only reason up. I get down there. Mm. <laughs> it's um yeah, like Warnables on the same time. They reckon that Warnables and endurance test for Wagga is very very similar. I can tell you. Yeah, look, I, I I went on record last week in our last episode of saying that uh, just the overall vibe that I get from Warrnambool, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't get anywhere near Wagga. I love the atmosphere down there, and I think there's just that little close knit. But Wagga's uh, Warrnambool's freezing cold. It looked it looked you know uh, you have the spectacle of the jumps races there, but it doesn't really look to appeal as much to me as as Wagga made, especially uh, if you've trained the the town plate winner, and uh, I'm sure that you were walking six foot tall above everyone else at the pubs. Yeah, well, we had a quiet night. I had, I had the enemy down there with me, mate. So it was like the ball and chain was with me. Oh, that that downgrades it, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah two beers and a dinner, and we were in bed at uh, we were in bed by up past eleven. That's unheard of with um, the Wagga Cup, mate. You've uh, you've done your balls on I that know. one. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. What's wrong with you? The old days. The old days of going to going to lunch on Thursday and getting home Sunday are gone. Yeah, <laughs> mate, mate, mate. Maybe we need to get you up here and we'll, we'll do our own little Joe Cleary to you, hey, and get you get you back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can do that for a night. We, we, we can corrupt it easily. <laughs> no worries about that at all. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm due, mate. I'm due. We'll stay, we'll stay on these horses. We'll talk about uh, my favourite, actually, and I think it might be yours too, uh, your little horse, Warjet. Oh, he took get, you, off, get off his nuts. Took you, oh, it's, I loved him, <laughs> mate. It was, it was, it, this was um, 
just a great thing, I think, for you. It was uh, Magic Millions there that he won. Did you, how did you get that horse? Did you select him out of the Magic Millions yourself? No, he was actually trained by Peter. He was with the late, great Guy Walter. And then yep. when Guy passed away, he went across to Peter and Paul Snowden. Yep. Um, he just was not suited to the, to the city environment whatsoever. Another he, one. he was a sookie, He was a dead set sookie lala, that horse. When, okay. <laughs> when, uh, when he arrived, mate, he, he was just um, he was just a string bean. And I spoke to um, Peter and he said, Joe, he just wants time. And he just wants to be, you know, he, saw, he was a sook. And um, he was one of those horses, he'd eat probably a third of his breakfast. And then you'd dish up at night time and he'd eat the lot. Yep. Um, and then I just, you know, just crawl before you walk with him, and I was so kind to him. He didn't do a lot of galloping, and then he just flourished, and he went through his classes, won that big race at the Gold Coast, and then the owners, well, mate, you can train your horses and not your owners, and there was one particular owner in that also. I won't mention his name, but... Oh, okay. Complete this, imbecile, mate. It happens a lot, there, doesn't yeah. it? happens a lot. So I just, uh, yeah, in the end, I just put the cue in the rack, and I thought, well, you know, I'm just the name in the race book. You might as well take the horse. So unfortunately, I think he'd gone through four trainers before I got yeah. here. Yeah, I bet he had um, 5% to that prick. Uh, he didn't have a great share. He didn't have the majority share. I can assure you of that. But he, um, he knew how to send emails and text messages, but he wasn't real good when you rang him. He, um, he'd go missing. Keyboard warriors. This is the one thing that people don't understand about racehorse industry is that uh, they think it's that fairy tale of uh, owner gets horse, gives to trainer, 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 owner rejoice and many happy endings. But uh, there's a lot of shit that goes on beyond the scenes, isn't there? Uh, you're dealing with a lot of uh, personalities and a lot of... Uh, it is ridiculous, mate. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the, the money that we have to carry, um, I know the big stubbers carry like hundreds of thousands, but I know myself the, the money we carry here. We're just a small, so we've got 25 on the books and... Um, you know, you, you you get the fly on the ointment, but I'm pretty fortunate at the moment. I've got a I've got a great great bunch of owners, and um, we've weaned all the dickheads out of the joint, fortunately. <laughs> and and I've and the other thing too, guys, I've got owners now that I've had when I very first started training. So I call a spade a spade. I think everyone knows that if the horse is no good, we'll move him on. I don't hang on and put leave him in a box to cop the sixty bucks a day training fees. I don't need that. There's no money in training fees. I've got yeah. to train winners to make a living. Yeah. And um, but you know, you get the fly on the ointment. Well, yeah, that's it. You just uh, put the red line from Tada, do your best. So um, but we're very fortunate at the moment. We've got a great um, great team of um, horses here, and we've got some really good clients. Can you tell us about the origin of the name Lunatic Lodge, mate? Oh well, that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's self-explanatory. Have a look at me staff and have a look at me. Jesus Christ. It just goes with... <laughs> anyway, but we, we do. We just sort of poke along. You. I, I love that. I, I love that. I love that you embrace it too. With your, if anyone doesn't follow uh, Joe Cleary, uh, yeah, Joe Cleary Racing on Facebook. You're on Twitter as well, aren't you? No, I'm not. I wouldn't okay. know how to work. I'm on Facebook and that pulls me up. Yeah. Je- Je- no, <laughs> I love that you embrace it. You're always sort of, uh, you've got Lunatic Lodge any, any time that you have a, uh, you, I think you boys had a bit of a uh, cool ring breakfast or did you, or lunch? Uh, lunch. Lunch went, turned into dinner. It was, oh, it was a day get, nighter. Did it co- turn into breakfast? Bear of sore head here this morning, I can guarantee you. I'm at the stables and I'm the only one here. No one else is lost, so I'm tipping they're all kicked up. Oh, you got to do it yourself, mate, eh? It just work never stops. They'll turn up at some stage, mate. But yeah, we've got a very good working environment here. We don't worry about what time it is. We just we just get here, get it done, and cruise along. And whatever's going to be done is going to be done. Like, and I think the horses enjoy it. You know, like it, it works out to do about five k's a day from the time they leave the gate till they get back in the gate. Yep. And um, you know, the, the boys just take their time. They just yeah. just cruise along. No and pressure. I'm very fortunate with um, Toddy Blouse, Chase Devermole. Uh, Troy Jordan's back here. He yep. he um he needed a new. He's a bit like he's a bit like um cool ring Troy Jordan. He needed a new lease a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> probably going as great as him mate. too, wouldn't he? Be? 
Yeah, he's um, he's losing his head a little. Is he? He's, he's losing yeah. it, isn't he? Yeah, he's losing his head, but he's starting to settle down, and he's um, he's not hundred mile an hour like he used to be. Great like, horseman, a few sorted him out. Fantastic he's a very horseman. Good horseman. He's yep. a very very good horseman. Yeah, I take over target. He was riding too for a bit there. That uh, goes to yeah, show. Correct. Sort of, yeah, he, he's yep. been around. Um, and he, he's off to uh, – actually, we'll, uh, before we go to that, we'll talk about one more rider that's uh, in, of valid importance to the race in New South Wales community is John Kissick, mate. Can you give us an update on him and his injuries? I seen JK at Wagga last week, and he's um, you know he's obviously to have a savage course of, uh, of um, physiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera. He, I'm tipping he'll be back around Easter time um, next year. I reckon, I reckon around Christmas time he'll start riding some trials. Um, he's got a very positive outlook in life. He was – he was as low as a human being could possibly get. Yeah. Um, and I turned him, I made basically it was a couple of phone calls and I just said, I've got to do something for you. And I just think, out of sight, out of mind, Casey, and, and Reese, you know yourself, when you're like, it's like jockeys to get disqualified, trying to get disqualified. People forget about him. Yeah, absolutely. Trying, people forget about him. Now, He's a darn good kid, JK, but he's a very soft kid. He's a very fragile kid. And um, he know he knew he'd done the wrong thing when he, when, when he had the stack. And um, But he was cast, mate. He was, he was busted. And I said, I've got to do something for you. He said, I'm sweet, John. I said, no, I'm doing it for you. I promise I'm going to do it for you. Yep. And we got him a good bone. We had a great day. Um, and, um, you know, it got him rolling again. But he's... He's uh, he's a beautiful kid, JK. I'd love to him. Because you, you you did a uh, benefit night for him not long ago, didn't didn't you? Yeah, I organised a fundraiser. Yep. Um, and my wife and I, we didn't come up for air, mate. We did not stop. I'd never do it Good again. On I can guarantee you. Yeah, I, it's, I'd it, never it, do it again. It was just a done. one-off, and and did, just the little things like down to the cutlery, to the napkins, to the to the menus. Like you, you just did the whole no lot. I did. I done the whole lot. Everything. Wow. Okay. And. Um, we just didn't come up for air, mate. We didn't. We um, were even getting the raffle tickets printed, and it's just you got no idea the work that I had to do to get that over the line. I filled the house up, got him a massive bone, and away he went. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to thank you or nothing. And and to this day, I, I will never ever say how much money we got him, but I can just tell you we blew it out of the water. We just I, I could not believe the, the generosity from our from our racing community yeah. on that particular day. Because uh, Gay jumped on board with you as well, there, didn't she? Yep. She, gave, she gave you a bit of a hand. Yeah, Gay Waterhouse, Darren Weir, uh, Trent Busseton, um, you, you name it, everyone rallied. And then the local community that got there got their bums on seats, paid their 100 bucks to come, bought yep. raffle tickets. Um, we were getting people bidding over the phone. We had trainers on the – we had uh, a lady from Wagga, Emma Simons, organised pallets of Formula 3 and pallets oh, great. of Crichton. Unreal. It mm. was just, mate, it just it, it just blew my mind what people can do when um, when the chips are down. And Yeah, I know, I know for a fact JK appreciated it. Yep. Who do you think had the bigger heart? Joe Cleary or Farlap? Oh, mate. <laughs> that is Farlap, a, that's a great story, the way that you've, you've yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah um, it, it ta- it, especially when it takes that assertion, even though it goes out. I reckon every Aussie bloke, red-blooded Australian bloke, has be like, no, I'm fine, man, I'm fine. But for someone to step through and go, no, listen, this is how it's going to go. I'm going to do it for you, mate. It's an absolute uh, a tribute to, to how much of a, a gentle Big guy you are. I was going to say, you come across yeah, as a bit well, of a uh, callous-up human, but uh, there's, a, there's a soft, gooey centre in there, isn't there, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is, mate. You know, like, and I've worked with kids for about seven years that are, that are doing it tough, like kids that are coming through the bloody, on that ice, you know, it's a horrible bloody drug, and, and I've, I've worked with kids in the community, and they come out, they've never had a cuddle, they've never had any affection, they've never had, they haven't got, they've come from broken families, they've, um, all they know is to try and find a cigarette and do their best, and, and you know, a, a can of beer, and Mate, there's a big wide world out there. If you take him under your wing, yep. um, there's a young young fella I can tell you about, a fella called Michael Jordan. Um, the basketball player? Years, 
no, no. He, he seems no, like he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to cuddle. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but this kid, this kid was gone, mate. He was on the ice, and he was, and he doesn't mind me talking about it. And I took him under my wing, got him going. Now he's got an apprenticeship with Racing New South Wales. He works here oh, as great. assistant curator at Columbian Race Club. He's just got himself a brand new car, and he's a great kid. Yeah, know? that's it's a great story. Wonderful, you can do some people. But they, until you put your hand out and, and try and help them, like P- Paddy Webster does it with a lot of kids. He Rick does the job he done with Josh Adams. Yes, um, you know, like there's a prime example, and but. You know, I don't want to, I don't want a, a ribbon for doing it. I don't want a pat on the back for doing it. I'm just yeah. glad to see the the fruits of our labour come through and these kids get on and they have a life. And um, I had another Koori kid. He um he was gone, mate. He was in all sorts. And I took him under my wing, and and now he's gone back to his hometown of Griffith, New South Wales. He's got married and got a child. And I speak to him once a week. And yeah. he said to me, if it wasn't for you, Joey, I'd probably be dead. You know, like they rock bottom, mate. They rock bottom. They they do silly things, and you know, like. The young fella from Griffith, he had a packet of Finergan and tried to end himself. And I'm going, well, there's no winner there. Come and yeah. have a week with me yeah. and have a look at the big bright lights, you know, and and then just see it. Like, he, he couldn't believe it. Like, my phone rings 30, 40 times a day. He says, how do you do this, man? How yeah. do you do this, man? Says, you got to do it. Heart you like got fella. To do it. Yeah, and that's it. And then he's back on track and he's got a full-time job and married and got a little kid. So um, there's some good stories out there, but there's a Fantastic couple, of, you know, stories. there's obviously the old one you can't help, mate. They don't want to be helped. And, um, you know, it comes to, you know, they want to, they all want to punch on with you or, you know, they tell you to go and park or whatever it may be. But, um, you know, you just you, you just got to separate yourself from the good from the bad. If they want to take the wrong avenues in life, well, so be it. But uh, if they get on the roundabout and they want to turn right and come back, I'll, I'll give them a hand. I'll help anyone out. Well, I tell you what, I know that you don't, uh, you're not one of the, uh, one of those blokes that likes to stand on a soapbox or toot your own horn, but this is the whole point of uh, having this podcast, mate. It's a, a, a media outlet to or give you plaudits, smell your uh, smell the roses while you can smell them for your your, your plaudits on the on the racetrack there with uh, landlocked and with Warjet and with all these horses. But uh, the the stuff you do on the side, mate, and and how the personable bloke you are, and that that story to me is just heartwarming, mate. And um, unreal, unreal. Yeah, yeah, you can you've so got, was, you've got I was my gonna vote. Ask, I was going to ask between. Being so involved in your in your in your 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 stable itself and doing all this community work, where do you find time for yourself, mate? What what do you do? Uh, about three about three o'clock every afternoon, I'll go and have a couple of schooners. Yeah, three um, <laughs> thirty, and yep. I'm home, mate. I'm I'm home by six. I'll make me last last little sort of phone calls. Um, obviously check in, make sure everything's sweet, whether it be with one of the kids or whether it be with the horses or whether it be for a transport company bringing a horse or anything like that. Yep. And then the phone goes off till 10 past four the next morning. Uh, I have family time. Yeah, good. And um, you just yep. got to clock off, mate. And I do my programs and all my programs for the horses. I sit down and, and I do all my programs at nighttime and my phone's off and you've got a clear mind. Yep. And I think after having a couple of scanners, like, you actually think that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> mate. Yeah. Well, what do you drink, Joe? Actually, you actually... What yeah, do you drink? Sorry? What do you drink? I'm a cult. I'm a Carlton draft man. Oh. Mate. I'm a Carlton draft man. But I'm not. I'm not a boozer fuck? at home. Fuck I'm, actually, I'm actually not a boozer. Believe it or not, I'm not a boozer at home. And and my dad, uh, like Franco, loves a drink. But dad never. When we were kids growing up, dad never drank at home. Really? So we go. Okay. Yeah, we just go to. A, we find ourselves a local, and we go and have a few beers, and then that's us, mate. You yeah, know? good but, on you. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's amazing what it is. Have a couple of stoners, you relax, and you know things work out good. Yeah, mate, it stirs up the, the creative juices. <laughs> the creative our... juices flow. This is how I write this whole entire show. Is uh, I, I'm I'm the opposite. I don't like going out, Joe. I like to sit at home and have a couple of beers and then write the the structure for the show, as does Rolls Reese. Um, now you're off to Queensland, mate. Who who are you yeah, taking up? I'm, what races? Um, Okay, so Lucy Rose is already there. She's currently at Aquas Farm on the Water Walker. Uh, she'll run on the 2nd of June at the Sunshine Coast. Uh, Cooley races Saturday weekend at Benchmark 95-1200. Uh, Bart goes around at Ipswich on Wednesday fort- tomorrow fortnight and Bart. then into the Queensland Derby. Ripping name. Yeah, he won on... 
he was going on Sunday, and I'm taking a two-year-old up called Hardcore. He's only had three starts for a win and two placings, and he will um, he's by all too hard, and he's a, he's a lovely, lovely little horse. And okay. he'll you'll see him you'll see him pop up at a couple of two-year-old races up there. But um, so just four for this for this winter, and, and Troy and I will be going for up to about five weeks, and I'll obviously be back and forth. But um, I'm going to reward Troy because he's had a go and he's, he's yep. got off the gear and he's pulled his head in, so yep. he can have, he can have just, a trip away. It's a fantastic story all around. Like life from Joe Cleary is just up and up, isn't it? It is, mate. It is what you make of it. You know, you, you just can't sit on the fence. You get out there and have a go, and the, you know, the oh. day the um, the day I hit the deck, mate, I'm going to have on my head on my headstone. Uh, on my headstone shall be wrote, many a gala went down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> but only at the pub, and then I went home and was a family man. <laughs> That's it. I can exactly tell you, right, I, I, I can I can bring your elation or, or the, the high that you're having this week, I can bring it all crashing down in one little segment that we play with every guest we have, okay? It's a little Got game Got we called uh, – I didn't, wasn't going to tell you about this. I'm, I'll spring it on every guest. So last week we had Kara McAvoy. Um, we have Pick the Flick. Now – how good is your movie knowledge, soon as though you're a family man? I've only watched Shawshank Redemption and Farlap. <laughs> That's a great movie. All right, then. Well, what we're going to do is you have to play this one with us, okay? What we do is we'll, we'll leave you after this. We'll describe five movies. I just want you to tell me if they're real or fake at the end of it, okay? Okay. I'll d- accurately describe them, okay? We'll go for it. Number one. So I got this first one. Jack Nicholson and Paul Rudd play father and son in a dark comedy where two are professional monopoly uh, monopoly tournament players who get caught cheating in Vegas, and they have the maf- a mafia boss kingpin Don Vincenzo uh, out for their lives. And it's called Take a Chance. Is that true, or is that a real movie, or is it a fake movie? Um. I've got no idea. I thought it was going to be Ocean's Eleven or something. No, nah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say false. I'll say false. Okay, you got uh, that right, mate. Yep, sweet. Good so you from, I want to let you know that uh, Wayne Harris, a uh, good friend of yours, Wayne Harris, holds the title here. He's got three and a half right. So you're you're half, you're yeah, one right. you're one foot in. Uh, next one is uh, a group of orphans in a post-apocalyptic world play a game of hard-hitting roller hockey and defy an order known as the Protective. It's in its battle of freedom and they discover an orb and once that orb is stolen, it starts a battle versus good and evil in this 1987 film called Solar Babies. Real Listen, I failed, fin- I failed finger painting at school, so I wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say false. False. Oh, you're wrong there. That's all right. We're getting there. Um, hit him with the next one, Reese. Uh, seismic, seismic activity in Alaska awakens a horde of flesh-eating ants. Alaska gets evacuated, leaving behind four people trapped by a million hungry ants. It was filmed in 1999. And it's called Legion of Fire, Killer Ants. Nah, nah false. Nah, that's, that's a, that's a, a real movie. story. That's a real movie. Yeah. I'm going good, aren't I? Not from three. No, you're one from three, mate. You're doing super. I like it. Yeah, you, you, uh, Chris Caserta's got zero from five, so you're killing him anyway. That's the main <laughs> thing. we got two more <laughs> movies, mate. Hang in there and we'll get through them, okay? My next one is uh, Owen Wilson stars as a realtor to the stars who falls in love with a billionaire wife after an inspection of one of his client's mansions. The pair risk everything to be together in this romantic comedy set in LA. It also stars Jennifer Lawrence and Danny DeVito, and it's called The Lease Agreement. I'll say true. That's false, buddy. And okay. we got one last one. You are one, you're one from <laughs> four now. Oh, it's dangerous territory. <laughs> so this one's a movie about killer tomatoes, and it's called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. 
Like, you, you blokes feed Ingram. Yeah, it's like false. No, that's true. <laughs> it's a true move. Joey, you won from play, matey. I'm sorry to do that to you. I told you I'd bring you crashing down. <laughs> you better talk to me about Andy Dufresne and Tom Berlin. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> Mate, uh, <laughs> I remember, to do the I'll, I'll remember it for next time, all right? Have you ever actually seen Tom Berlinson in a movie called Rustler's Rhapsody? No, I haven't. I don't get a chance to watch movies. Well, I've I just seen explained it by the how busy I am through the day. Well, well, we do, uh, and it's a, it's a big hit with our listeners, so unfortunately we'll have to drag you through it. But thank you very much for uh, a great interview and your insight, especially into the John Kissick thing and everything you do for the culture down there, mate. Uh, we loved having you on board. It's a fun interview. Did you have fun with that, Joey? Oh, mate, it's always good to talk to you, Casey. It's always good fun, mate, and um, I'm glad you guys are having a go, you know, like uh, I enjoy helping you out. And, yeah, and, um, absolutely. Appreciate it, really mate, appreciate you, you, it. You are, uh, we, we're going to, we're going to uh, as we sort of go, uh, progress in this um, foray of podcasting, we're going to have a Hall of Fame. Now, we've already inducted Wayne Harrison to the Hall of Fame, and uh, you're surely the next one in there, mate. You're first ballot to make the Hall of Fame, if you're willing to join us. We might even have a oh, schooner mate. to celebrate. Just not Carlton oh, Drive. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to run a good second to Wayne Harris, mate. Yeah. He's a legend. He's near a legend, yeah. Thank you very much for joining us, mate. Good luck with your uh, your foray into Queensland. Have you, se- have you <laughs> seen, Have you seen? Uh, um, you know, where, the, where, the, where the, the parents and toddlers have that little leash? Can you just put one of them on Troy Jordan for us and just to, like, keep him, just, just give him a quick jerk, put a put a uh, snaffle on him or something, just, just jag well, him back? A bit of a hip- I think I'm going to put a bit of a hip- rehypnol into him each night to settle him down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, thanks go, very go, much for that. Hey, Take right, care, Joey. mate. We'll speak soon, okay? Catch Good luck. Bye. See you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And that was a great man, Joe Cleary. Yeah, great interview. Absolute legend. Yep. Funny thing, I don't like his choice in beer, but hey. Yeah, Carlton Draft. Who drinks that anymore? I guess when you're in Queanbeyan, and you just do what you've got to do, don't you? Whatever do, whatever you got to do to stay warm, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, we can segue that into... Oh, no, 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 no. Let me do it. Consider, Absolutely. Considering I was fucked up. And uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, redeem so, yourself. Sounds like time we go to Hubie, hey? Yeah, take for it all, away for all the NRL review and shit. Yep. Hey, well done, Rolls Royce. <laughs> Let's go, Hubie. Round 10 of the NRL, and it was the Indigenous round where our nation's rich Indigenous history was proudly put on display. And it takes a good few seconds of each game to decipher whom is playing in whom's jumpers. We kick off on Thursday with the Tigers v Cowboys and Benji Marshall Mathers said will the real North Queensland please stand up as he cut a swathe through the Cows defence and said like Art Oval never felt so empty without me so come on dip, Cowboys are shit, Thurston's shoulders are fucked and so are his hips and get ready cause their season is over already, 20-12 the scoreline. To Newcastle now and what a night if you were a hyphen as Watini Zelezniak Campbell Gillard and Hawira Nara all crossed for meat pies as the future for the Black Panthers is better than it was in Infinity War as their attack was peachy and the Knights defence was weak as piss. Connor Elementary My Dear Watson had a game he'd rather forget as he gave a no shit Sherlock performance and giving up two tries. The Panthers are very very sneaky second on the ladder and next week have Tigers at home so who knows. 29-18 the score on that one. Well, to ANZ Stadium and Clint the Rapist Gutherson played exactly like he looked, like a dodgy motherfucker as he bungled a shitty grubber by Josh Jackson and basically handed the win to the Bulldogs in a seesaw battle that had a bit of everything and also a lot of nothing. Brett Alanis Morissette put down the jagged little pill for a good pass by his brother Josh, 
Mitchell Moses Kiptanui ran all day and Bevan French Kiss tried a new position as he crossed for a real Catherine Wheel try. Dogs fuck em, 2012. That was the score, not the year. We fuck up across the Tisman to New Zealand, where the informed Kiwis looked to totally jake the muster roosters, but it was the tricolours whom said, Hey bro, get fucked, eh? With no Sean the Sheep Johnson, their attack was shallow hal, as the roosters were the pick of destiny, and the warriors were no match for their tenacious D. And went through the game scoreless. Dylan Napa Valley had a few Kiwis seeing Claret as he had a harsh tackling bite on his palate with faint murderous undertones as he went on the rampage and gave a few sore heads this morning, I bet. Chookies 32, New Zealand, nothing. To Suncorp, and there must have been a few Tasmanians on hand on Saturday night as it was a double header. Get it? as the Storm and the Titans got foreplay going and it was obvious Cameron Smith had so much fun pulling his own dick that he decided to administer punishment on Kevin Proctor as he pulled at his groin to within an inch of its life and the grub move by the grub man. The Titans got to second base early, however it was uh, they scored but injuries soon took its toll on the, on the coasters whom were down to the bare necessities with a quarter of the game to go. It was a brave effort by the Titans, but they're sagging. 28-14 the score, there. To the second leg of the Queensland sex orgy and our off-the-bit fan favourite Jack Bird done Jack Bird and done fucked up the first kick sent in his direction again. And honestly, looking at it in slow-mo made me finish on my MacBook Pro as Jake, consonant, consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel, consonant, Trebojevic, picked up the hand-me-down and strolled over the set to set the tone for the game where the Broncos never fully recovered. However, Sam TGI Fridays had a reason to celebrate as he got the ball over the f- for the first time since Jesus played fullback for Jerusalem. Pain in the house had his shoulder completely leave his body as he's looking about as, in- as invincible as an American school student lately. Manly run out winners, 38-24. To ANZ again and the Bunnies started undressing the defence of the Dragons with their slick moves and penetrated the whole of the line and bust their Hyman Hunt early. That proved that to, to definitely not be one for the gay guy as the rabbits went up in, in an early entertaining match of speed and skill. Tyrone, what you gonna do with the big fat butt? Frizzle, 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 frizzle. Scored an 80 meter per 80 meter perler, but nothing went the dragon's way as they tempt fate and go a full 50 shades of grey and succumb to the check. G.I. kept it off with a t- uh, try from the Dufty Dufter and Souths progressed to 6-4, and 24-10 and finally off we popped and Toodles Pet to Canberra and contrary to popular opinion, he's a fucking good winger as Would You Be My Valentine Holmes made a mess of a short kick but made up for it with a 70-yard dash to get the water uglies on board. Blake, stunning Steve Austin, left his ankle in another zip code as he put one under the post and put himself under the x-ray machine. James Brown Seguiaro got on up and proved that Papa's got a brand new bag of interceptions as the Sharkies put the Raiders to sleep 24-16 and I'll catch you on the flip side boys. Back to you in the studio. Okay, thanks, you. That's uh, round ten of the NRL done. Um, we've, we're going to start with some segments. We've got a brand new segment, as we alluded to at the start. This is a segment we call "Hey Brenton." Now, just to p- 
peel back the layers of the podcast uh, when you when you've got the the duty of uh, organizing talent and, and writing. Um, the, actually, pretty much what I was reading, so the, the the thought about this podcast come around right about the time that Brenton Abdullah just won the Golden Slipper on Esther Jump. So yep. um, at the time, I was pretty knuckled down into uh, the format of the show, and I delegated the uh, hiring of talent, the calling of talent to uh, a young girl that I employed. So uh, her first task at Did hand was- Did you pay her well? Yeah, well, um, well, it was uh, it was for uh, services rendered. So what what I s- basically said was, uh, uh, Brenton Abdullah has just um, uh, ridden the uh, Group One Golden Slipper, so uh, he'll be the first guy to call. He's a fantastic guy. So uh, what she did was she reached out to him, and then he um, he just basically just shot it down in flames. So uh, we haven't been able to get him back on the show. So. Um, uh, everything else has been smooth sailing. Other than that, we've uh, obviously had Kerry McAvoy on, we had Wayne Harris. We've had a lot of guests on it. Uh, he's the he's the one little uh, thorn in the side that won't come on. So what we're going to do is this segment. Uh, and I know Brenton very well, and he's a he's a great guy. You know, he's good fun. So uh, I know that he has a penchant for never answering his phone. So what we're going to do is basically we're going to call him now, cold call him, um, and I know we'll get his uh, voicemail because it's just what he does. And then we're basically going to uh, hey Brenton him to death. <laughs> happy with that? I'm happy. Yeah, let's, let's go. A little bit of uh All right, let's go. Hi, you've called Brenton of Dallas. Beautiful. If you're calling in regards to a race ride, please contact my manager, Mark Man Treat, no, 0425-720-249, or just leave a message after tone. We will. Thank you. Hey, Brenton, welcome to the Authorbit Podcast. It's Yellow Man and Rollers Reese here, mate. We've got a couple of questions for you. Hey, Brenton, why won't you come on the podcast, bud? Hey, Brenton, is it something we've done? Hey, Brenton, uh, wh- why do you never answer your phone? Hey, Brenton, so since you got engaged, have you forgot about the boys? Yeah, what about the boys, man? What the fuck? Hey, Brenton, you're having surgery this week, right? Is it on your hands because you never answer your phone? Hey, Brenton, we had Karen McAvoy on last week. Are you saying you're better than him? Oh, that's a good hey, Brenton. Uh, hey, Brenton, the slipper was months ago, man, and people forget easily, so you better come on the podcast, right? Hi, Brenton. Can we be your PR, guys? Hey, Brenton, how come a young girl trying to make her way in the media reached out to you in the show and you shot her down? Hey, Brenton, can you just come on the show next week? Hey, Brenton, one last question, one last hey, Brenton. Would you like this to be the last hey, Brenton ever segment on the podcast? Because if you do, just come on the show, man, next week, maybe, if you're not busy, and uh, this will all go away, and um, just text me, and we'll have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Hey Brenton. <laughs> How pissed off do you reckon he's going to be? I don't know. Probably. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. So that was either that. we'll have Brenton Abdullah on the show next week, guys, or we won't. Well, I, I would like to think that he just is going to cop more Hey Brentons if he doesn't. So <laughs> <laughs> Every week until plenty he comes more, on. Plenty more on the stash. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably the dangerous person to have a podcast, really. But uh, no, he's a, a, like he's a he's a good mate, and he's a, he's 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 good fun. So hopefully, he sees the light on the side of that. Did you all, all the best for all the best for your uh, your surgery and everything, Brenton. All right, winners and losers. Winners and losers. And I've got a real good segue into a loser here. So it's about crazy bitches. Yeah, it's a loss for crazy. Bitches. Oh, so yeah, and, it's a bit, bit of a reverse on what we just did to Brenton. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's a girl in uh, in the US that has been sent to jail for just being an absolute fucking crazy bitch. She sent this guy, after being on one date, mind you, mm-hmm. 65,000 texts. I don't know how many were sent in response, but 
that was like the, the the record was 500 in one day. Now I've done some quick math on quick this. Quick math. Some quick math on this. That means every 2.8 minutes, she's she's, she, she's sending him in a text. Now that's over a 24 hour period. So if I was going to go into some not so quick math and yeah. say that she's going to be asleep for eight hours. Do crazy crazy bitches sleep? Uh, no, because they're adrenaline. Yeah, they're okay. adrenaline. Fo- yeah. they, they're like I said, because they can like lift. They can lift. <laughs> they can lift like they're str- way stronger than they normally are. Or maybe they, they are faster. ice addicts. We don't know. But that means every two point eight minutes, she have to have been on in, something if she's sending. Oh, her. dude, the the story goes. So they went on this date. They met online, um, and then obviously he's gone. She's a little fucking batshit crazy. He hasn't stopped texting me. Yeah. Um, then she was stalking him, hanging out the front of his house. He called the cops. They came around, got rid of her, called her again. She ran off. Um, and the third time was he was overseas. He was actually in Australia, this guy. And he has um, home surveillance. He's checked his home surveillance, and there's someone walking around his house. And he's like, the fuck? So he like gets onto the coppers. They go around, find her in the bath, <laughs> cleaning herself in his bath. How did she get in? I don't know. How, Anyways. How old is this chick? Uh, she was 31. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's... 31? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old enough to know better. Yeah. That's that's well, surprising. Fuck, regardless. 31 old, like, years old. Yeah. So she, she's got sent off to jail, come out, and then just berated him, sending messages how she's going to kill him and bathe in his blood. And, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Proper. Proper. So that's a big loss. You know, that, that reminds me a little bit of that. Did you hear the, the astronaut woman that fucking drove from, like, Texas all the way across with a nappy and shit? What? <laughs> <laughs> An astronaut from NASA, uh, I can't remember the story, it broke up with her boyfriend or something and she went, she, I think she killed him or something and she got in her car and put a nappy on because <laughs> she knew that she had to get to wherever, it was, drove across the US, so all across 50 states with then just shit and piss all through the nappy so Mate, she could get there quicker. I have accidentally shat myself driving home before and it's not comfortable. Like, fuck Well, I guess hell. this is how deranged people can get though, if they, especially girls, if girls have got a vendetta... <laughs> they they were just like driving their own feces. That's crazy. That's a good. Was yeah. that a winner or a loser? That's a loser, man. Like like usually I'd say yeah, fucking crazy bitch, you win. No, you even lose. That's how crazy you are. I've got a I've got a winner. Show me. Yeah, I'm, I've turned Tell over me. a new leaf. I'm not I'm not so yeah, um, so, not so narcissistic. Uh, uh, falling asleep with the heater on. That's my it, winner. It's yeah. it's winner time. A winner. Winner. Oh, so just the act win- in general is your winner. It's, it's, it's it, check this out. How's this joke? It's w- winner time. It's a win. It's winner time. It's winner time. It's a winner. It's winner time. Um, so yeah, my, my winner for this week because it's getting cold. Uh, my favorite thing ever to do is uh, fall asleep with the heater on and then wake up at one o'clock in the morning dry as a bone, <laughs> absolutely dehydrated. Your fucking head's hurting. Your whole house is like seventy fucking five degrees. That's just that's as, one as of opposed the to waking of... up dripping wet and sweating and. Well, that's the same thing. You you wake up just yeah. You wake up dripping wet, sweating, dehydrated. And you feel like you're going to die. So that's winter time. It's back. I don't fuck with heaters. You don't? Nah, nah. Wrap yourself in some blankies. Get all cuddly. I like to sleep with a bit of weight on me too. I want to get one of those weight... <laughs> weight. <laughs> oh, yeah? Right. No, I don't know what right your sex life, mate. Is it, you, like the, you like the big girls, eh? Big girls <laughs> oh, need love too. You. Don't dig me this, old mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back I, yourself out you of that can one. Get, you can get um, weighted blankets. So it feels like <laughs> you, you're just getting a cuddle all the time. And, and and I'm a I'm a bit of a romantic. I, I don't like mind to cuddle. Give us another winner, Lizzie. Uh, let's go for a win, and it's going to be a bit more of a serious one. So it's a win for life. Yeah. 
David Goodall. That ring a bell? No. It's been in the in the news all week. It's a hundred and four year old man that went over to Switzerland to uh euthanize himself. Hundred hundred and four year old man travelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's in perfect health. Well not perfect health, but he was in um <laughs> perfect health. He was he, he didn't have any any <laughs> ailments. So he didn't have diseases or anything like yeah. that and he just found that he, his body was giving out on him. He didn't have the quality of life that he wanted to live anymore. So he's uh packed his bags and went over to seas and yeah. to Switzerland and lied down and went out to uh Beethoven's ninth at the crescendo. Oh, he, it happened. Yeah. He, oh, good on him. How much did, did it cost him? It. Uh, they don't really allude to the cost. I'm pretty sure you could find out. So it's some like luxury. That's such a hundred and four year old guy thing to do to go out to Beethoven. Right. His last it? words mm. were like, "Can you hurry up?" or something like that. Yeah. Like, like instead of saying something really profound or, yeah, no, no, mate, get along with it. Imagine if you went out to like Alien Ant Farm and are you okay? <laughs> Imagine a hundred and four year old is like, no, you want to, they're, they're going to play it and they get the the well, big vinyl. He, he had a really really good sense of humour. So on his uh, shirt that had aging disgracefully. I, I oh, think this I is like just this an guy. absolute win. And yeah, um, yeah, on, a on, on a serious note, which we don't take too often, yep. it, it, I think it's a it's a good thing that um, we're looking into this. And like he said, he doesn't see it changing for the next ten years. But I know by the time I get down there, if I'm still kicking around. And I'm sick of this this little body not working anymore. Yeah. I'll I want to go out the way I want to go out. So good on him. Usually to uh, Chili Peppers driving a Ferrari off some cliff yeah. would be my ideal. But hey, yeah, I'm just going to asphyxiate masturbating. <laughs> like um, what's his name? <laughs> out David, of Kill Car- Bill. David Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Real Bangkok. dirty, yeah. <laughs> Real dirty. Um, <laughs> I got another winner. Uh, this is my last winner too. Uh, Lil Tay. We talked about this last nah, week. Nah, Moffat. Little Tay, I found, I, did I, did I, do you know the story behind Little Tay nah, now? Nah, tell me. Did, did you ask if, it, you know, if no one knows, is the internet sensation, which is an absolute <coughs> fucking atrocity, is young nine-year-old girl that is flat, flossing thousands and thousands of dollars in mansions and Lambos. Let's and, just cue a little bit of Little Tay right now. We'll chuck it on, now. yeah. Yep. This to all y'all broke-ass haters, y'all ain't doing it like Little Tay. This is why all y'all fucking haters hate me, bitch. This shit cost me 200000 I'm only nine years old. And that was Little Tay. Absolutely. That was pretty cool. Hey, we haven't done that bit yet, but that's how a little, I like a little break. Let's do that yeah. again. Little and Tay. that was a break. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So she, I found out that she's not rich at all. That's not all her money and it's not her cars. <laughs> so what her mum is, her mum's a top line real estate agent in America and the kid just goes along with her and they're all in, in all the mansions and stuff. And she just gives her money, and they, they do they film little fucking things. So the kid's got no oh, money at all. Yeah, that makes it even worse. <laughs> it's, it's even worse. How yeah. is that? If That's what I'm win. saying, man. Because it's because they're making money She's out of it. She's just trolling the fuck out of everybody. It's and trolling all yeah. these motherfuckers. Like that Vicky chick. Did one man think I'm not freaking I'm black? I didn't say that one. Girl, you you than me. My nickname's Snow. Like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Is your nickname really Snow? It really is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had it, had it for years. Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks. It ain't that bad. But yeah, so Little Tay is a winner because her mum's actually stopped being a real estate agent now. She's no. focusing solely on managing. So this is, a, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to just, you know what they should do? They should just get the yodeling kid, right? And just put, they just made him. Just have them fuck and I, just. I, I can't look at you right now. Spit, spit out like lots of little uh, <laughs> micro babies that just uh, get heaps of, heaps of clicks and shit for per capita. Nah, don't do that. 
that that mate, I'll be I'll be looking into assisted suicide early. We've got to put if a little on that. Uh, have you got any more? Let's I got more. I got more. I, I'm stocked up this week, and I got a win for you. It it it, it goes goes for you. So the Milwaukee Brewers set up their uh, big screen TV at yeah. their their hometown Miller Park. Yep, and put on Fortnite. Started playing Fortnite over the big. T- oh, big, big hey, screen. really? Yeah. Oh. I'm not into it, but hey, I thought well, that was they a... played on a massive big screen. Massive, ginormous. The gi- that gi- would have been hard. You know, the 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 rule of gamers is that uh, the the more the the smaller your monitor is, the better you can aim. Because obviously, if you have got a big sixty inch screen, by the time you get your cursor from one side to the other, right? We don't need to hear so about it. No, was, no, 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 so, no. Did everyone fall asleep? No, no, no. Add me on Fortnite. Yeah, I, I got one more. I got one more loser. I got one more loser. Go for it. And it's Conor McGregor. Now this was the other week. Uh, he had his. Uh, son's first birthday yep. dropped thirty Connor grand Junior. on it at uh, some some country club and yep. it was uh, Mexican themed I believe hmm. so that's not the issue that he dropped thirty grand on a first birthday because no one fucking remembers it's basically a party for you Connor mm-hmm. it's the fact that he got photos with him and little CJ and um, his missus that's CJ. his that's his missus name is is Connor's wife Connor's no wife that. yeah anyways. De, uh, the the D D Devlin. Oh, D Devlin. D Devlin. That's because it's a porn it's name. kind of a sexy name. It's a porn name, yeah, for sure. Anyways, he's got his fucking. He's doing no undies Sunday. You can see yeah. the entire. You I can almost know. see the vein that runs through the top of it. Like I don't know what goes on there? Jesus. I've seen him fight heaps of times. You don't see it, but then when he's doing these little promo runs, like he's yeah, weighing he's, with, with. Um, what you you reckon he's stuffing? I reckon he's stuffing. Yeah, he's, he's got putting socks in there. down there. Or it looks a bit like a bratwurst. Yeah, a brat. not that not that <laughs> I've not that. <laughs> not Wouldn't it just be a long skinny potato junk. being him? Mm. Yeah, there's like oh, this, this is going soft. Anyways, that's our show. That's our show. That's our show. That was a good one. I like that. That one. was great, man. Um, we'll see you all next week. Cue the music. Big, big, big time, Ben. This caddy and turn